everyone, to this edition of Popular Technology Radio. This is part of our continuing coverage of the NAMM Show 2020. This is the musical instrument and technology show. Everything that is loud and obnoxious and cool comes from the NAMM Show. And boy, we are so excited to be here. Joining me on this uh, second episode, as he was on the first, is Mike Castanon. Hola. My brother-in-arms and musician friend and tech friend. And it's good to have you here for yet another NAMM Show. Yeah. It one doesn't of get old. One of, one of 120,000 people that are That's here. right. Over exactly. a million we're, we're, We are so close with so many of our friends here. Uh, and then speaking of friends, we are going to be, uh, what a treat to have our good friend Del Brackenfeld in the house. He has been on every one of my shows from NAMM, I believe. I think so. Uh, which has been a privilege and so cool. I just saw you last week at the Grammy Museum because you and another gentleman put on a wonderful Ventures exhibit at the Grammy Museum. Yes, and thank you so much for coming. I oh, know you pleasure. were at CES texting me. I yes, think I, I can was. make it. I think <laughs> I can make it. I ran back and and it was in a place that, uh, from where I live, it was, boy, traffic getting to downtown LA is not okay. fun, but it was so worth it to see the ventures. And how did that come to pass? Okay, so let's go back 25 years. Do we have to? Yes, okay, we have right. to. I have to. Get in the Wayback Machine. All right, here we go. The Wayback Machine. And um, I had just started at Fender. And mm-hmm. so we're 1995, which was, and 96 was the, believe it or not, 50th anniversary of Fender. And oh, so they told me that. I'm there one month and I'm on trial. They did this thing, <laughs> six months trial, you know. And I moved out from Chicago, so I don't know where I would have been, you know, sure. if I didn't keep the job. But anyway, they go, okay, the first thing we want you to do is do a thing for Bonnie Raitt for the Boys and Girls Club. She had a music education program. Mm-hmm. I think she was the first female signature artist, certainly for Fender. I don't even know, because they had Mary Kay, if those of you know Mary Kay. The old just, in the 50s. The old, yeah. That's right. It was a color, you know. So for Bonnie, not too much pressure, you know. And so at the same time, a gentleman named Joe Carducci, who's still at Fender, mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful man, he said, hey, can we get the Ventures on there? And I'm like, man, the first song I ever played was Walk, Don't Run, and the second one was Diamondette and Perfidy. And I remember everything with my little duo when I was, like, you know, sure. in middle school, what I guess you'd call it. And um, so I said, that would be an honor. So I call quickly, you know, every, everybody's like, oh, Ventures, old guys, are they going to be? I go, I think they're going to be good. I, every guitar player is going to be there. And we charged for the show. Ooh. We charged $100 a ticket, you know. Wow, wow. But I had all great artists, so I won't give you the whole lineup, but it was wonderful. But Bonnie was the headliner. So I go and I call up Mel Taylor, who is a drummer, drummer legendary yeah. drummer, and he goes, yeah, we'd love to do it to promote the new Ventures line that Joey brought. So it was a marketing thing, but of course I was jazzed. And he called me, saw me in Burbank, and I said, okay, I'll come in there. And he said, how do you know what I look like? And I go, I have like every album cover, and I bet you look the same. And he looked exactly, he still had the Beatle haircut. You right, know, like yeah. the, so fast forward, they do the show, blow everybody away. Bonnie Raitt goes back and asks for their autograph. Oh, how lovely. It was so yeah. wonderful. And of course, then I wasn't on trial anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, right. right. He's in about the, to 20 years. He's in, you know. Yeah. And so now, 25 years later, well, 24, to the concert at NAMM, this would have been right around this time. It's the 60th anniversary of the Ventures from their first recordings, and there's only one living member. Yeah. Sadly, it's Don Wilson. He's going to get a tech award at NAMM. Yeah, tomorrow, um, tonight. But anyway, right. And so when you were there, uh, thank you so much again for coming and supporting that. But it was just a wonderful night. We had recordings. Baxter had done in the 80s. 
And that was with, people know Noki Edwards was the great lead player. Mm -hmm. He didn't always play with the Ventures. It was a guy named Jerry McGee, and Jerry was in the original Stars Born, not the original, but the one with Barbara Streisand. And uh, he's in the movie, but he's also soundtrack and all that. And he had sadly passed away while we were working yes, on the exhibit. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So to have Don there and, you know, and, and the love in that room. And the exhibit's at the Grammy Museum. It runs during August. And my company, Amplify, put it together with Fiona Taylor, of course, who's management and Mel's widow, replaces music and baseball, which I think last year I might have mentioned. That, yes, That was did. our last exhibit. Absolutely. Which was so successful, I must say. It was not just me and my partner, but many people helped. Is now going around the country for oh, the next fantastic. three years. So in your hometown, if you see, yes. you know, take me out to the ball game from the Grammy Museum. It will be art galleries, museums, Chicago. I think it's going to be Ravinia, the concert thing. So anyway. Wow. Is it going to Houston? The, the Cheaters Town? It might. It might. The Cheaters Town. Don't get them started. Look, right. if the Cubs didn't win the World Series, I would be like, oh, it's cheaters, but that's we right. didn't win. That. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, that's and and it's you know, and you have a lot to do with movies these days. Yes, music, that's and boy, there have just been a ton of fantastic movies that, that involve music. And we talked last time, of course, about Queen, and I know you were involved in that movie, the, the uh, We Will Rock You. But we got to take a commercial break, and I know you need to leave for a minute. And then, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick this conversation up at the end of the show. Ooh, I want to talk about so much of the of what's going on in the movie industry with me. Music and, and kind of how you're in that mix. Absolutely, you uh, you got a lot to do with what's going on, and it's it's the golden age of music movies and music documentaries, which is just fantastic. So, all right, we're gonna let Dell go and do his thing, and then come back later on and talk about that. But this is Pop Tech Radio. We are at the Nam Show in Anaheim, 2020. Hard to believe it's 2020. Hard to believe we've been doing this show for gosh, I don't know how long, but it's it's fun to be here. So stick with us. We're coming right back. More from the Nam Show. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. Cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for children in the U.S. today. Since the Austin Hatcher Foundation's birth in 2006, it has grown to provide unique programs to help the children and the families affected by pediatric cancer. Support begins at the time of diagnosis and continues throughout survivorship at no cost to families. Lives touched by the foundation continue to rise each day. But we need your help. Donate, volunteer, or partner with the Austin Hatcher Foundation. Learn how you can get involved. Visit HatcherFoundation.org for more information. All right, hey, welcome back. It's NAM 2020. Mike Etchart, my good friend Mike Castanon, joining me as always for the NAM, the NAMtastic hang, where we always do broadcast. And we just decided we because because this is the third year for our guest Tom Waterman from from Universal Audio. We've been torturing you for three years now, Tom. Oh no, I love trying to do You are so kind. If nothing else, you bring an elegance and a regalness because you have an accent to our. Our butchering of the English And language. hilariously, I'm super common in the UK. Right? Of course, that's right. <laughs> no, I'm, course. I'm kidding. Well, okay, let's talk about Universal Audio. It's such a unique company. Basically, the roots go back to the 1940s. Yeah, the Bill end Putnam of the 40s, Jew. Yeah, the I suppose. Of, right. Yeah, but really the 50s is the, really where we're... The 50s, it was yeah. a gentleman named uh, Bill Putnam, and he was a studio designer. He was a studio engineer. He was a product designer, right? He did yep. all of these things. Manufacturer. And, was, and, and of course, and he also, artists love him, you know? I mean, I think I think it was Duke Ellington. He was his favorite engineer, I read someplace. Yeah, I'm, that, there are lots of By stories the way, about Bill. Right? If Duke Ellington said he was my favorite lawnmower, I would be happy to have that compliment but he was his favorite engineer and he came out west and he, he opened studios out here and retired to the Ventura Keys 
where you and I grew up just down the road from that. And um, But now his son has come, Bill Putnam Jr., right? And, yep. And he has created the, uh, kind of a reborn Universal Audio. But what you guys do is so unique. It's a nod to the past and yet looking completely forward and being super adventurous and creative and cutting edge. I mean, it's, it's, I can't think of another company that does stuff like you guys do. Yeah, we, I think we're sort of, as time goes by, realizing what we have. I mean, I'm sure Lev and the product team know that and they've known that for a long time. But everyone who works at UA, you just, every year something new comes and you're like, oh, oh, this is getting bigger. It's, it's, you know, the, the way we've dropped this lunar recording system, this NAM, which, we're which we'll about. get to, but, yes. but it is really a spaceship. Like, UA is it's, it's a rocket ship, you know, like it has the, we talked about it before, the, the curated legacy and all the history, the yes. nostalgia, but it's done in a way that makes it so thoroughly now all the time. Well, then let's get to it. So we should back up a little bit. You guys have a wonderful device called the Apollo. It allows you, if you're recording on a computer, it, it's your input device, so to speak, right? It's, it's your interface. Yeah, exactly. Ins and outs, yeah. The ins and the outs, which you need. And that has been a wild success. So if you, even if you're just a home recording artist, you can get a small Apollo. You guys make a rack mount of it, so it, it sizes up to whatever you need. But it's, it's wonderfully portable and small, relatively inexpensive. And great sounds. Absolutely. I mean, they sound amazing. Just like there are a lot of companies that make interfaces. Yes. And even if, if you put an Apollo interface or the Arrow, the, the smaller one, next to those, it's a great sounding interface in its own right, you know, just for ins and outs. But sure. when you then couple the, the nostalgia technology, if we want to call it that, you know, the UADT platform where we process and emulate old tube equipment and old tape machines and beautiful, you know, lots of British Neve console things and anything that's changed music recording, we sure. have it. Right, in a software plugin, so to speak. Right? Yeah, but it also runs in the interface, and this is the really key differentiator. This is why we yes. do sort of standalone, really, is that you know you can turn your interface from what is effectively completely transparent, very modern sounding, to a 1958 tube console or a 1970s Neve console, the sound of British rock, let's say, or you could turn it into an 80s Phil Collins type of thing. Like you can pretty much go anywhere. Which, a, is, which is that is the spaceship part of it, right? You know? Exactly, and and but the way you can essentially step back in time and get a sound that is very evocative of a certain period, or just move forward with whatever you do. I mean, that's so mm-hmm. unique. And like you said, lots of people make interfaces, but the way that the, the, the kind of the ecosystem you guys have created is super, super, super unique. And you have a new Apollo coming out right now that I think works on the new Thunderbird protocol, right? I wish it was Thunderbirds. Was Not Thunderbirds, sorry, Thunderbolt. Yeah. Thunderbirds was I that. I used to love that show. I though. love that That's show. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they make a movie? Like, not that long ago, uh, like an updated. Oh, they? Uh, yeah, oh, they'll remake anything. They'll remake well. anything. That's right. That's right. They'll remake everything. Anyway, yeah, right. but uh, so, so the Thunderbolt, forgive me. Um, so there's, a, I think it's called the Apollo X. Is that what it's called? Yeah, well, yeah. So um, it's new for Nam, you know, because yeah. we, we sort of launched it last year. But it's uh, the, the Apollo Twin was our sort of smallest Apollo desktop interface, which has two microphone inputs. Mm-hmm some digital ins and some outputs for speakers we've updated that with the x series conversion so really i mean apollo x we launched uh, a while ago now i think what is that two years know. ago nearly. oh okay um, all right well yeah over a year ago let's say sorry dates are getting weird <laughs> sorry, but, uh, yeah so apollo x rack well they were our flagship and are our flagship rack, rack mount interface launch so yeah. we've taken they're the third generation and they're the sort of like elite conversion technology you know it's the 
best spec interface on the market. And what we've done is then taken those flagship boxes and taken that sound quality into lower price points. So really, we've got the Apollo X4, which is four preamps, and then we've updated the Twin to Twin X. Awesome. So that's how we've kind of filled that range exactly. out. Exactly. Right? All right, so hold that thought. We'll take a quick commercial break. We're talking to Tom Waterman from Universal Audio, and we're at the NAM Show. It's Pop Deck Radio. We will be right back. Now's the time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because we're offering Dodge Power Dollars on the 2019 Dodge Charger and Challenger, which means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase. Roll out in a Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye and get $7,970 off. Maybe you'll take off in a Dodge Charger with available 485 horsepower. So come in to your local Dodge dealer now. See dealer for details. Offer not available on vehicle leases. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-2-2020. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Hey, we are back. It's Pop Tech Radio. I'm Mike Etchart. Mike Castanon is joining me. Tom Waterman, who we've been torturing now for three years from Universal Audio, is here. Super happy to have him and be talking about their new Luna system. So in the last segment, we talked about their interfaces, and now we're talking about Luna. And Luna is, it looks like it's a lot of things, but it's a little bit a different spin on it, right? That's right, yeah. It's a recording system. That's right. what we, we call Luna. So I guess you can look at it like the Apollo is the, the gateway. Okay. Because you need the Apollo Thunderbolt interfaces to run Luna. But Luna is an application that runs on your Mac computer. It'll be available in spring 2020 for anyone listening. But okay. We're showing it this year at NAMM. So it's a massive launch for us because Luna is a, it's a creation environment. And what it does is it transforms your Apollo interface into really the most analog-sounding, quick, intuitive, creative environment with the deepest integration so we have all of that modeling we talked about on the apollo interfaces mm-hmm. where you can change the sound of your interface right that's now deeply integrated into the lunar fabric so you you have all of that within your recording session so you don't have to go between windows or with between an application you're you're recording into lunar it's a it's a recording platform so it's not a digital audio workstation it's a recording platform which is same universe, sort of, right? Or sort of, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few sort of ways to look at it. They're really, a DAW or door, as people call them. Uh, you know, it's really the way people started to record on computers when they didn't need to have an analog tape machine, right? Yeah. And so, a lot of them, the third party, they run, and you can choose your interface, but you don't have much integration between the hardware and the stuff running on the computer, right. the, the software environment. So, with Luna, you do because we're making both bits. So you can't have one without the other. That's why it's not a door. It's the whole house as well. I've been telling see. people. Gotcha. I always like to flip that because people yes. say door. And I, when I tell that to my family, they're like, what, the door of the house? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so Luna is literally like the whole house. It's fully integrated, right? It's not just that. Okay. So you need the hardware to run it. And it's incredibly powerful because of that. So it's a very integrative integrated system so to speak in a way that it's unique to to what you guys are doing yeah exactly so within Luna it's the Luna application but we have uh, a few things we've added to this to really extend it beyond you know the regular type of thing you've been used to using so you have the Luna extensions which we now have analog tape machines uh, you know all of our modeling that we've been doing for so long Mm -hmm. we have two different tape machines currently that run within the lunar environment so you can apply the sound of two inch tape across all of your tracks but that's running natively on the mac cpu and then when you need to for example punch in a vocal or create an input chain so that you can 
have the lowest possible latency, which we talk about for musicians, just means it feels better. You know, mm-hmm. when you're, you're monitoring through headphones, you're playing along to the song, you need to drop in to record. You don't want to have anything that makes you feel like you're out of time. Yeah. You know, out of time with your own body, effectively. And so we use the DSP within the Apollo interfaces to give you... Digital signal processing, by the way. Yeah, yes. to give you that kind of... Uh, analog workflow where it's as fast as possible and you can punch in and out so there's the power there which is required in the front end which is why you need an Apollo but then Lunar itself gives you these extensions so you can use the Mac processing to like run you know a hundred tracks that are covered in two inch tape effectively and have a really nice workflow like you're coming back off a tape machine and so the sound is there right and we've also added a Lunar extension which emulates the Neve console summing so it's the 1970s um like an 80 series they would call them but they're a, they're a discrete amplifier called the 1272 and they just have a really three-dimensional sound with incredible low end and a sort of the top end sounds like a record and that's now also integrated into Luna so you can turn that on and mix into that so you know you're used to using digital workstations that potentially don't have a sound but Luna has a sound it sounds amazing wow you know? and this must have from a development standpoint this must have been Torturous. I mean, on the back end, in a great way. I mean, it, yeah. it, it must have been a, a such a gigantic company priority, and it must have been insane to develop this. Oh, sure. And, I, you know, full props to Bill and Lev and the team behind it, uh, yeah. Connor and all the guys that have been driving it, because it's years and years of development, and it's taken rolling out features in the background into the Apollo platform and into the Apollo console, which is, you know, still something you'll use if you're using a third-party you know, piece of software on the computer, for example, you'll right. still use Apollo console as the way to control the Apollo. But if you move into Luna, you don't need to use that anymore. It's deeply integrated. That console is now in Luna. Wow. But so these guys have been, you know, rolling things out in the background, effectively, to try and prepare for it. It's just a really, really, really considered uh, launch. And really, you asked about the name, Mike, is Luna. You know, really, I suppose with lunar landings, or you know, it's the the destination, right, to go into space. Yeah. So. If Apollo was the rocket ship that we built as an interface, right, we've ended up with the recording system now ended up in we have created V space or the yeah, you know yeah. this the universe or the lunaverse they were calling it uh, for a joke <laughs> yeah. where you'll record and make your music you know and give us an idea on the pricing because it's a little different on how you buy it right yeah well you this kind of buy co- components of it uh, yeah it's quite disruptive in that sense because if you own an Apollo interface you'll get Luna for free so if you're looking at buying one yeah. in, in spring when it's launched you'll be able to record hundreds of tracks in your computer for free so there's no no longer a consideration of which workstation tool I buy you yeah. just record it with Luna okay. but then to add things like the Neve console or the Studio tape machine they'll be purchasable through the app and then we also have Lunar Instruments which because I know we're short on time this is a really big deal for us we've been asked for instruments for 10 years yes. plus so we have a Minimo I saw that Ravel Grand Piano which is a Steinway uh, Model B recorded in Oceanway Studios oh. and we have an instrument called Shape and so the first two the Moog and the, the Ravel will be purchasable but the Shape instrument is like included for free and it's oh, like goodness. a toolkit arsenal you would use you know alright all right. what's the website if folks want to find out about Lunar go check it out it's uaudio.com forward slash Lunar L-U-N-A by the way there's no R on the end. That's right, Luda. Awesome. All right, Tom Waterman, a thousand thanks for coming on. Thanks, brother. Yes. All right, folks, we're coming back. Pop Tech Radio. Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over 50 years. Whether it's UV-coated brake discs, low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, 
BremboStoreUSA.com is the place to go to buy genuine Brembo OE equivalent replacement brake components. Go to BremboStoreUSA.com to help you achieve that 60 to 0 braking performance you deserve and expect from Brembo. Brembo, the choice of champions and consumers for over 50 years. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, we're back. It's Pop Tech Radio at NAM 2020. Mike Castanon, myself, Mike Etchart, and the groovy Dave Bryce. And whenever I talk to you, I realize I don't know sh- I don't know anything about so much. And you know so much. You're a great keyboard player. I know you play guitar as well. I do. You've been involved in the development of instruments. You've worked in this industry for years and years and years. And now you also kind of, you were a moderator and the the visionary to create something called Music Player Network. You have a hat on even that says Music Player Network. Yes, and in my spare time, I enjoy long walks on the beach with my dog. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's talk about, you know, when dinosaurs walked the earth, uh, there there were some magazines, and one was Keyboard Magazine, and I bought the first issue in uh, 1975, I believe it was. Chick Contemporary Cur- keyboard. Contemporary Thank key, you very that's much. Right. And a Chick Corea was on that first yes, cover. Yes, he was. On the cover. And um, I, when I got back into playing music sometime in the early 2000s, I joined the Keyboard Magazine Forum. And it was, it was the most awesome thing. It continues to be the most awesome thing. And then Contemporary Keyboard changed to Keyboard. And then they were gone, like many magazines. I used to have a newsstand in and... I am bummed out that magazines don't exist like they do anymore, but take the story from there and let's talk about how awesome and what Music Player Forum are. The Music Player Network actually was alive before Keyboard got a hold of it. It was started by uh, the guru of gurus, Craig Anderton. Uh, A Uh, legend in this business. Yeah, one of the legends, to be honest. Uh, Craig uh, started... Uh, an online discussion group on America Online in the mid-90s called Soundstage and Studio. And it was just, uh, it was uh, the next transition from what they used to call Listserv. Listserv used to be this way of communicating where everybody's on the same email list and someone would send an email and everybody would get it. It was a... Early days of the internet. That's right. right. Anyway, (laughs) America Online at one point in time decided that they weren't making enough money or something stupid and they booted SSS from AOL. Too many abbreviations. Anyway, yes. Um, acronym. Craig went, and it's an initialism, actually, not an yes. acronym. Um, okay, that's right. Yes. But Craig went to a like CMP. a writer, <laughs> which he is, too. I didn't mention that. A lot. Um, yes. What you call it? I wish it was a good one. Uh, Craig went to CMP Media, another initialism, who owned Keyboard Magazine, Guitar Player Magazine, Bass Player Magazine, EQ, which was alive at the time, and suggested this concept he had of taking SSS and blowing it way, way, way up, making individual forums, not just SSS, but, you know, one for each of the magazines. And a couple superstars, they pulled in Roger Nichols, they pulled in uh, George Massenberg, they pulled mm. in Bill Dooley, God rest his soul. Roger Nichols, God rest his yes, soul. Yes, of course. And uh, Al Cooper. They had all kinds of forms, and it exploded. I mean, it exploded. It was just everywhere. We were having the best fun with it, and we created a whole new paradigm. In 2004, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle. I don't want to get into the details. And most of the people left, including me, to go to Harmony Central, which was starting. Oh, out. that's right. I remember Harmony Central. I didn't Central. like it. It was a different crowd. It wasn't... It was... 
it was like younger kids using marketing terms that we had fed them for years as opposed to my people back on KC. I had KC, KC Keyboard Corner, which is yes. the name of my forum. The Keyboard uh, Magazine Forum uh, used to be. Uh, is was all players, all older guys. I mean, I'd grown it from scratch, and I had attracted a certain type of people you know, over that as well. Very, very friendly. You know, non-con... Not uh, yeah. as... as nasty as some of the other forums and Harmony Central was really a little too contentious for me and I went back to music player but no one was there it had been forgotten about all the people were still there but all the management and stuff had been gone so we lived there uh, on a blade server in New York for a while and, and nobody kind of knew about it no, right? no. At, at, the, at, like, at the headquarters of whatever no they had no idea well, the, the CMP sold it to New Bay Media Yes, and uh, it just sat there, no advertising, no nothing. And the only one that was really active was mine, the keyboard corner. Um, the other ones, Craig Anderson's, was like, turned into a ghost town. The guitar forum stayed somewhat active, but not as active as the keyboard corner. And the bass player one stayed active. So just musicians, really. Everyone else, you know, screwed off to other places. In 2016. Not that long ago. No, uh, I'm. I'd taken a couple of days off to do a recording session with a band, and the first day of the session, I get an email and phone calls. Dude, go look at the site. I go to the site. There's a thing that says, "Hi, we're New Bay Media. We've turned this off. Go visit us on Facebook." Oh. I'm like, mother of God, why today? You know, why freaking today? Anyway, so I get, so I start making some phone calls, and I find out there's something happening. I find out that the manufacturers are contacting New Bay Media and going, turn it back on. And why were now? They? Why did because they talk to their people there? Yeah. Most of the manufacturers have people who hang out on my forum, and they want their direct pipeline to their customers. They liked it. They turned it back on within about 48 hours. Yes. They looked at the metrics and they realized that we had more active subscribers than all their magazines combined. Ooh. But they still didn't do any advertising. They actually left us alone again. In God. the summer of 2018, all of the assets of New Bay were sold to Future Publishing in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And I got in touch with some of the gentlemen over there. And we had a bit of a conversation about how things were going to go and what they had in mind for the organization. But they didn't know. First of all, they didn't really know anything about us which it was just they didn't want us we were not part of the pie we're just something they were paying for and they right. saw the asset and they said well we think we, we don't know yet we'll figure about it it took me months to get through this huge corporate thing to the right guys and they were like well maybe we'll put you in music radar Let's try it it'll be bad they're like, well, what's the situation? And and this is the short version. And basically, I ended up in front of a, a in a phone meeting with a bunch of Brits, like fourteen of them, and their lawyers. And I said, look, here's the deal. This thing hasn't been updated in like ten years. We have access to the C drive, and we can defrag it, and that's about it. It needs updates. It needs fixing. It needs a bunch of stuff. It's going to crash and die soon. If you try and move it to Music Radar, if you look on the first post in the forum, there's a sticky that says future music has bought us recently I don't know what it's going to do but if they do like what uh, Newbay did and just turn it off you can go to the backup forum you see we had created a backup forum when, <laughs> when, when Newbay Media shut us down so we had a place to go <laughs> pirates anyway they are pirates but hold that thought because we got to take a quick commercial break okay you're listening to Pop Tech Radio and the great Dave Bryce who I realize now should really be in radio full time alright hold that thought we're coming right back Kia doesn't have to be the oldest SUV maker around, because what they lack in the cautious restraint of age, they make up for with the gravel-pounding ambition of youth. 
Telluride, Sportage, and Sorento SX. Part of the tough and ready lineup of SUVs from Kia, with fully active all-wheel drive, torque vectoring corner control, and forward collision warning. Kia, give it everything. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Forward collision warning is not a substitute for safe driving and may not detect all objects surrounding the vehicle. Always drive safely and use caution. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. NAM 2020, Mike Castanon and myself, Mike Edchart, hanging out with the versatile, the pirate. He is clearly a pirate. Our he pieces is, of eight, matey. That's, that's what we got going. Right. <laughs> he is Dave Bryce, a wonderful keyboard player. He's it's been in this guy. business for ages. And he doesn't live that far away from me, actually. No. Exactly. Not and exactly walking distance. That's right. But, so, <laughs> if, if you listen to the last segment, you've heard the story of the four, of the Music Player Network, what is now called Music Player Network, and basically how magazines just didn't really appreciate this asset that they had. Didn't even know what it was. Where we had left off before the commercial break took over, exactly, yeah. was, uh, it was Future Music's incursion into it. And basically what I said to them in the meeting was, look, here's the deal. You, which, this is going to go one of two ways here. Either this forum is going to break or you're going to break it up by doing something screwy, in which case you guys are going to be responsible for breaking up one of the most successful and solid forums of all time. I mean, we make and break products on that forum. Yes. Okay? Or, and this is almost exactly what I said to them, I swear. I said, or, work with me, guys. You can be Pharaoh to my Moses. You <laughs> can let my people go, and I will sing such songs of your glory. <laughs> and I have a really big mouth. And they gave it to us. Wow. They gave us the whole thing. They gave us all 20 years worth of all of that valuable information and that's really the heart of this thing is all of the information over the years of all the stuff we've talked about and how to work it and the reviews we've done and they gave us musicplayer.com and they gave us the brand music player network and this enterprise has started with such love that Craig Anderton has returned He's come back to light up the SSS father. and Steve Fortner from Keyboard Magazine mm. is here doing stuff and Mike Melenda formerly of Guitar Player Magazine and Mike Metley from Recording Magazine. We want to transition to, Mike's, is we want to be the home of the guy. We already are. You can find the guy. You used to be able to find the guy everywhere. You knew who was the guy in the music store. You knew who was the guy at the company, the the demonstrator. Ed Diaz from Roland. We're hoping to get him on board working with us because he's the guy. You know, Craig Anderson is the guy. You go to some of the other sites, you don't know who you're talking to. We want to be the guy, the home of the guy. We want to be doing pro reviews, media, media services stuff. We want to do videos for people. We like we have, but we're going to do a lot of stuff at Synthplex with Michael Boddicker. Oh my god! We just want to be the home, and no corporate control. This is key. Which is like they gave it to the us. The lunatics okay? are truly running the asylum. One hundred percent. Okay, and I'm telling all these people I talk to, they're like, "So I have to answer to you." I'm like, "You don't have to answer to me. I'm not your boss, dude. I want." You- Blow up your brand as big as it can possibly be. You tell me what you need. I have unlimited digital real estate. Craig Anderton once described forums as being a bar. 
where all these people are having different conversations in different parts of the bar. My vision has a neighborhood of bars with the doors and windows closed. I want them open. Yeah. I want everyone to see who's across the street and who's next door. Where do I go to learn about microphones? Where do I go to learn yeah. about this? What, and I want everything to be MPN curated, you know, not this big noise festival that to the point that there are a bunch of our members you probably noticed that now have MPN advisory board under Absolutely. their name. Absolutely. Well, it's people like who used to work for manufacturers like Jerry Kowarski and Chris Martirano from Kurzweil. Yeah. It's people like Steve Nathan, the president of keyboards, who's been on every record out of Nashville oh, since 1970s. Yes. Linwood Bell, a genius composer and, and uh, programmer. I mean, the list goes on and on of the people that we've been lucky enough. Carlo Mezzanade, my boy Marino. Oh, my God, the maestro. Well, and what's, what's so fantastic, and when you forget, you know, I grew up in a relatively small town. There was maybe, I maybe knew two keyboard players. And, you know, you would go and buy stuff. You just had no idea. And you'd take it home and go, this sounds terrible. And there was, there was no way to network. There was no way to, 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 to talk to people that knew what you knew and liked and would give you advice. And that's what these forums bring. Truly. It's and there's, awesome. there's, there's one other thing that really needs to be brought to light, and it makes some people uncomfortable when I say it, but it's totally true. Guys, the synthesizer is the primary instrument of popular music and has been for a very, very long time. Yeah. Stop and think about this. For $4.99, you can buy an app that will let you lay down a beat, put down a pre-programmed pattern, tap in a couple of keyboard things, activate your mic, and be grooving inside an hour of buying it, having never tried to do any music. Here's a guitar. Try the same thing. That's right. Good luck. Yeah. We noticed recently that other forums, the keyboards, which used to be at the bottom, are now at the top. Synthesizers are becoming bigger, and keyboards are bigger than ever. So it couldn't be a better time for for Music Player Network, which is keyboard-centric, to come into the spotlight. And we're, we're working towards, by bringing in Mike Melinda as far as guitars and things sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, Ronan, Chris Murphy, hopefully for recording, that we're going to get uh, expand into uh, uh, some of the other areas as well. And grow them so exciting. Exciting. And, uh, you know, I, I tip my hat to you because you needed a lead pirate. <laughs> and you have been the lead pirate that just made it happen. And it's so exciting. And you've got a big-ass ship. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be in the right place. Honestly, I appreciate the credit, but the credit goes to the community, Mike. Honestly, the music yeah. player would not be anything what it, what, like what it was if it wasn't for the people that hang out there. I do my best, and you know this, I hate having to be the police. You've heard me no, say it on course. the forum a million you times. Have, somebody I, have, I want to be just another member yeah. of the community, and the community is the thing that is responsible for the soul of music player, not yeah. me. Well, tapped into it and reopened it. Yeah, but, he, but you, you, know, you need a general, and you also need someone who, who understands and, and has the vision, and, and you brought that to the table. You're way too kind. No, no, no. That's it's the absolute truth and observation and it's and the rise of forums in this environment you know where it's if you if you need to know something you just post it and all of a sudden an answer comes back and an informed answer and a thoughtful answer well they were in decline for a minute the facebook thing took them into decline yes um, but they have come back because as facebook has gotten huge the, the ability to keep things Organized and be able to go back to it and reference it is gone. Yes. A, B, Facebook controls who sees it. Well, we don't. No, no, exactly. All right, so give us a website for folks that they just want to go out and 
dip their toe in the Music Player Network. You can find the main the list with all the forums in it at www.musicplayer.com. That's www.musicplayer.com. <laughs> and this is what it sounds like when you have a professional on the radio. That's right, baby. Yes, I'm a professional. Don't, don't get too near me. Keep your hands and feet away and nobody gets hyped. There you go. And on that note, we are coming back from NAMM 2020. Big thanks to Dave Bryce. Stick with us. We're coming right back. More from the NAMM show. You're listening to Pop Dev Radio. Now's the time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because we're offering Dodge Power Dollars on the 2019 Dodge Charger and Challenger, which means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase. Roll out in a Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye and get $7,970 off. Maybe you'll take off in a Dodge Charger with available 485 horsepower. So come in to your local Dodge dealer now. See dealer for details. Offer not available on vehicle leases. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-2-2020. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome back, everyone. It is NAM 2020. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon joining me for the last segment of our last show. And look who's come back. Our good friend Del Breckenfeld from hey, Amplify. Hey, hey. Yes, we missed you, Del. We missed, I missed you. you. Mike Squared, my favorite. My favorite <laughs> Stereo Mike's. I, I um, and anyway, I'm like the cleanup hitter, but I was no, the you, leadoff hitter, so I'm kind of like Rizzo with the Cubs. That's you know, right? He's the leadoff hitter. And then sometimes <laughs> right. you were on our first segment, so and now you're good. back. <laughs> So I'm you're gonna we're gonna company. put you on the mound for the next for the yes, next game. I'm ready. Um, you know, we, we were just just before we came on the air, we were talking about the success of We Will Rock You, and what's the number? The the how much? What is that? It's hit over a billion dollars worldwide dollars. and a hundred million alone in Japan, and it's still going. I mean, it's, it's funny. I went to Europe a couple months ago, and on the plane, you know, I got the little theater screens. Uh-huh. Everybody's watching. Bohemian of course Rhapsody. they are. That was Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Now, that's correct. Probably yeah. three years ago. Oh, what did I say? I said, we will rock you. That's the, that's the a different thing. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. Forgive me. Yeah. But uh, talk about what you did in it and okay. how and that first phone call. Yes. And, uh, well, we actually, not working at Fender, I knew Fender was going to be in. And Fox had called us. Mm-hmm. And usually when they do a, a biopics, I did the... Um, uh, Walk the Line, which I've talked oh, about before. Yes. That exhibit, we mentioned Grand Museum. We have an exhibit on that with our company at the Johnny Cash Museum. If you're in National, really, really have to see, yeah. not just our part of it. An unbelievable museum. But, um, you know, the thing with Bohemian Rhapsody grew into, they were trying to get other companies. And the Red Special, which was Brian May's, Brian May's guitar. guitar, was a Guild guitar when I was at Fender. He, he, it was a homemade guitar. He and his father built it. So, yes. But then Guild did a deal with them in the yeah, 90s? They called like, it the Red Special, the Red Special yeah. but it was built from his dad and him built it from the fireplace. Yes. Sometimes he called the old lady or the fireplace. Yeah. The coolest thing was 
we got the Burns pickups, which were the uh, ones that he used when they played Live Aid. So no one in the world would ever think. I mean, all the stuff. Fender did a great job. My old builder at Fender, Alex Perez, I got to do a shout-out. He built that bass. Music Man, you know, these were all custom instruments. Wow. And we've said it before. A small portion of the audience knows that. But, you know, I mean, if you're a plumber and the sink is not, you know, 19 period correct. Line, yeah. it's, and it's a new mowing or something. Wait a minute. They didn't exist back sure. then. Yeah, so yeah. it's got to get important. the details right. But we went to the roughs at Fox and the look at that opening scene. And we're wondering, well, who's even going to care about the pickups? The opening scene, they bring Brian's guitar out of the case and you see the Burns pickups. Yeah. And like, oh, my God. Wow. But, yeah, the success of that movie has launched a lot of scripts. Not all of them will be develop, you know, the way the movie business is, but you had movies I didn't work on, so I can give them a, a plug anyway. Movie Yesterday uh-huh. really found a home among people being, you know, about the Beatles. I love the movie. I did too. A lot of yeah. people, that was one of their favorite movies. We just finished Fort Gibson, one of our clients, just a small placement, but those of you that remember in Hollywood in the 80s, I think it would be Angeline, mm-hmm. which you had the pink, uh, right? To the pink car and the big hair. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so they're West doing yeah. her life so story, he. and she was in a punk band, so we oh. got the guitars. But the big one right now is Elvis, movie on Elvis, oh. and it's Elvis's relationship with Colonel Tom Parker. Oh, and you guys, it's a great trivia question for the, the best of uh, whatever Jeopardy. You know who's playing Colonel Tom Parker? No. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Oh, you're kidding. And wow. as you know from your show, Tom gave me my start. Yes, of And uh, on That Thing You that Do, thing that thing was my do. first yeah. movie. And by the way, Charlene Theron did that beautiful introduction to him. I was there that day. Oh, my goodness. I was there. I saw, and who knew who Charlene Theron yeah, was? Yeah, of course, so, yeah. Anyway, but uh, the Elvis movie, it's only a small period. Pay me like Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. James Mangold, who I worked with on Walk the Line, did Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, right. So a lot of these smaller movie. movies, and, yeah. and the budget on, the, on Elvis is going to be pretty big i can't give you any more information sure they're filming in australia they're just starting but oh, you know wow. that's that's a good oh that's something to look for so yeah. look forward to it and it is uh, you know as, as we mentioned i think maybe off the air it's the golden age of music movies it's the golden age of music documentaries documentaries oh my it's, god there's right. just you know for for those of us that have been playing music and enjoying music for so long it's just a treat to see everything that's coming out and i know you've got a hand in, in shockingly large amount not all of them but you know enough of them to keep us busy and i know you can't talk about them i can't talk about the next year i will talk about this one that we are a lot more involved in and developing we don't normally do that but we're you know our industry is small you know and we're all you meet somebody and yeah all right del breckenfeld from amplify thank you my brother always good to have you on he is the cleanup hitter and this time he was the lead-up hitter too all right mike caston on the thousand thank you good to have you here my brother oh always always enjoy it all right Folks, thanks for listening in to this episode of Pop Tech Radio. We'll see you next time. Stay safe.